December 1st, 2023, we're in Masechet Bava Kama Daf Vav Amud Bet, 13 lines from the bottom, first word in line, Virbi Ishmael. This morning's class is dedicated in memory of Shaul ben Saras al-Betesh alav ha-shalom by the Betesh family. The Gemara, if you recall, is in the middle of the debate, the conversation between Rabbi Akiva and Bishmael, about how to evaluate, that's how we determine this question, how to evaluate Excuse me. Initially, we thought it was how you're evaluating the damage, and then we determined it's not about the evaluation per se, it's about the type of land which is going to be paid back with regards to metav. The Torah is clear, you pay back highest value land in a situation of damage. The question is, whose highest value land? The amount that you're paying at this point, the Gemara arrived and understands, is going to be the same amount, and that is, how much did you damage? Initially, we thought, Rabbi Ishmael may have intended to mean that we're evaluating the damage based on well, something higher potentially than what you even damaged. You go by the metav of the nizak, the highest value land of the person who was damaged, even if you damaged their lower uh, quality land. The Gemara thought it was preposterous. Morris, Allen, many others thought it was very logical. The Gemara, however, knocked you guys out. The Gemara at this point then is uh, suggesting that, yeah, I'm starting the antagonism from the beginning. Uh, the Gemara therefore at this moment has arrived at what its conclusion will be that the mahloket, the dispute between Bi Ishmael and Bi Akiva is about the quality of land, whose highest quality land is used to pay back that of the person who was damaged, the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael, or that of the person who damaged. And they'll have major ramifications in a day and age where land is very much what your possessions are defined by. It'll make a big difference between whether it's that value or this value, excuse me, that quality or this quality in terms of payback. The Gemara questions, what's the reasoning of each of these two opinions? We could logically suggest something. The Gemara instead pointed to texts to the Pesukim in the Torah. According to Rabbi Ishmael, the Gemara said, well, the Pasuk, which talks about metav sadeh or metav karmo, the highest quality land, has the word sadeh three times. The first two times are clearly referring to the land which was damaged. It's a situation where the possession of one person damages the field of another. It means it's the field of the other. When the end of the Pasuk in turn says, you pay back with the highest quality land, we do what's called Gezerah Shavai. If it says land at the beginning, the damaged land, and it says pay back with land at the end, it means the same type of land. That was the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael. Rabbi Akiva said, I understand. Very nice Gezerah Shavai to read all the words and make them consistent one with the other. But if you just read the Pasuk, it's the most simple sense. It says, pay back with the highest value land. It's talking about the person who's paying back. That's what we call Metav of Mazik. The Gemara in turn, that's what we got up to, is questioning. Rabbi Ishmael, beautiful Derashah. You can't and won't be suggesting that your derasha of saying consistency in terms of the word sadeh is going to suggest something other than the simple interpretation of the pasuk. It's in that context that the Gemara now picks up for us and says, according to the Bishmael, although, importantly, we're evaluating based on value of the land, excuse me, again, we're paying back based on the highest quality land of the nizak, the one who was damaged, there is a situation as well where we will determine what's being paid back based on the one who damaged. Again, according to Rabbi Ishmael, I thought it always goes by the land of the damaged. Sometimes, because of the simple reading of the Pasuk, it'll go based on the land of the one who damaged. The Mazi question? Just from a practical standpoint, we're expecting to evaluate whoever it is, evaluate all this guy's land. Yes, absolutely. 
Um, you say it might be difficult. I imagine if this well, is what it was all. Uh, very true. Very true. Yes, the answer is yes. We're going to Betin is going to be responsible for evaluating the land, determining what's the highest quality, what's the lowest quality, because as Jeffrey's pointing out, it's very subjective. You're going by each person. It means you have to have a full evaluation in any of these situations of all of their land, indeed. Says the Gemara Verbi Shmael Ahane Gezerah Shava, the Gezerah Shava, which again, Sadeh, Sadeh, where he derived that, we're paying with Metav of Nizak, and the highest value land of the damaged, well, that's what Gezerah Shava, but also Ahane Kera, the Pasuk, the simple reading of the Pasuk, that we care about the damager's land, well, that's significant as well. How so? Ahane Gezerah Shava Amina. We said earlier, and it says the Gemara, I told you earlier that the Gezerah Shava determines the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael to pay with Nizak Metav. Kegon. The pasuk, nonetheless, is significant for the following type of situation. Kegon, for example, diitle lamazik idit viziborit. The mazik, the person who damaged, has both obviously high quality land and low quality land. Veidit de nizak lashavya keidit de mazik, and the highest quality land of the person who got damaged does not equal the highest quality land of the one who damaged, Listen carefully, it goes like this. The person who was damaged, his highest quality land, we'll make up numbers here, is 20. 20 each uh, parcel, whatever, 20 each uh, bed. The highest quality land of the person who damaged is 30, and his lowest quality land is 10. How does he pay back? Again, I'm in a situation where um, the mazik, the person who damaged, has both high quality and low quality. That's what he owns. His highest quality is 30. It costs more. It's more valuable than the highest quality of the nizak. Now, according to Bishmael, according to Bishmael, you're paying based on the nizak. The nizak has a $20 land. Each one of his lands are worth $20, each one of these uh, portions. How, in turn, is the mazik, the person who damaged, going to pay back? On the one hand, he might say, well, I don't have anything that's of your value. Let me pay back with my lowest value land. On the other hand, we might turn to him, the Gemara will tell us, according to Bishmael, and say, absolutely not. You have no right to pay less than his highest quality land, but that's not fair. My highest quality land is worth more. We're not going to force you to pay back more than you damage, but we are going to, in this situation, force you to pay with the higher quality land than the highest quality land of the person who was damaged. That's what the Gemara suggests. So it means, according to the Bishmael, even though generally speaking, we're just going to determine what's the highest quality land of the person who got damaged. We call that metav of nizak. Over here, we'll take into account the metav of the mazik because he doesn't have that $20 land. He only has 10 and 30. And we'll say, you know something? We're going to appeal to your 30. That's not fair. It is fair. I have a pasuk. The pasuk tells me, metav sadeu, metav karmo yishalem. The simple reading of the pasuk is, we take into account and we care about the mazik, the damager's quality of land. Says the Gemara again. Here it is. Says the Gemara, vlashavek yedit the nizak, de mishalem le, the payment, the compensation comes forth from, mimetav dideh. 
from the highest quality land of him, meaning of the person who damaged. Because he's not able, matze means yachol, he's not capable, he's not able to say, ta'at, you go, Mr. Nizak, I'm really sorry about what I did to you, Fadal, go take, gave, uh, to, um, uh, redeem, or receive, miziborit, come take from my lowest quality. Type from your lowest quality. That's not fair. You damaged 20 uh, each bed. And you're giving me from 10? Can you give me two beds instead of the higher one? one. You're of course, Nathan, going to pay back, ultimately speaking, the full amount. You may not pay back two tens. You need to instead give a, do the math, not the full 30, right? A fraction of the 30, right? In other words, everything is, that I, I, I need to be very clear about that because I haven't. At this point in the Gemara, which is the Halakha, you're never going to be paying back more than you damage. Quality of land, in this situation, you'll be paying back more than he even owns. Forget about what you damage. El Agabe. You're never going to be paying back. Exactly. Unless you don't know. Unless you don't know. Unless you don't know. Unless, uh, no, no. We don't know what was damaged. No, no. No, no. No, no. We don't care about what you damaged. That's what we arrived at. It doesn't matter the quality of land that you damaged. It matters what the value was. We don't know the value, so then. Exactly. No, no. One more. If we don't one more time. You're always paying from highest quality, either of my land or of your land, the damaged or the damaged. There's no question. That. No, 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 no matter what. No, but, but Marius, you're not listening. No matter what, under all circumstances, highest quality land, either of the Nizak or the Mazik, is what's being paid for. No matter what. But what? No, no, but one second. No, but what you're saying is if I don't know what I damaged, then. It does, the only thing that matters in the situation if I don't know what I damage is the amount, how much money. And over there, contrary to what you want to say, which the Gemara wanted to say earlier, according to Rabbi Ishmael, is that I'll pay the highest amount. I will not pay the highest amount. I'll pay the lowest amount, but still with the highest quality land. <laughs> now, my, my animal stole or ate 10 apples from me. Your, your yeah. No, no. You owe me a chesed now, so now I have to pay you 10 apples from the best part of my land, right? Okay, well, you, your claim is... No, you don't have to pay 10 apples. apples. You need to evaluate You need to evaluate how much was lost on that land financially. How much? You know, $10. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so I in that, I gotcha. In that situation, it, the onus of responsibility is going to be upon you to prove how much. And if you can't, I'm going to pay the lowest amount it could be in terms of apples but I'm going to pay it either from my highest quality or your highest quality. That's the way this is going to work. means if you want to extract money from me, I can give you the bare minimum unless you prove that I owe you more. Um, if you don't prove that I owe you more, I'm not paying you more. The quality of land, that's why I was confusing the word value and quality. Quality of land, the Torah tells me it has to be highest. And we're agreeing with that throughout. It was only in the first stage of the Gemara that we confused. The Gemara confused Rabbi Ishmael as saying value of land as well. So I would so, argue those apples are worth 50 cents a piece. If you can't prove that they're worth 50 cents I gotta pay you $5 from my best. Correct, or your best. You know, in other words, whatever, Nizak or Mazik, Rabbi Ishmael, Rabbi Akiva. To be highest, I know this is the point you guys are making. 
evenness. And no, I, I couldn't have the value. But, but again, the, 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 idea, the idea is I'm muhzak, the money's in my pocket. Unless you want it, unless you could prove it, uh, you can't just extract so that from it. It's benefiting the guy who damaged. It's not real. It's benef- the metav is benefiting the one who damaged. But we need to keep a strength of a system to the extent that you can't just come and make claims uh, based on the, your whim and assume that I'm going to have to pay back, pay you and back. It's not no, no, it, well, we don't know. The Torah doesn't say to be Akiva and be Ishmael are disputing that matter. So the Gemara says again, period. So that's the halacha. The question is that's, uh, that's raised, Rosh in Siman Bet. We learned a little bit of Siman Aleph in Siman Bet. Rosh addresses the following uh, theoretical question. It says, the Gemara told me the following. It said, the mazik, the damager, has high quality, we call that 30. He has low quality, we call that 10. And the person who damaged uh, has uh, $20, his highest value, right? That was our situation. Forget about the numbers. The question is the quality of land with which I'm paying back, right? Do I pay back with my $10 quality? That's what I have. One with my $30 quality, again, a fraction of it. Halakha is the $30. What about the following? I as the damager have a $10 land, I have a $25 land, in other words, not, not the total value, the value of each partial, uh, each part of it, and then I have a $30 land. We call that ziborit, my lowest. We have benonit, my medium, which is 25, and my idit, my highest, which is 30. And I damaged yours, and whatever I damaged, I damaged X amount, but your highest quality is 20. Do you get to claim that in me paying you back, I pay you back from my 30, that's what we were talking about in the Gemara, or alternatively, now that there's a 25 as well, now that there's a 25 as well, is the idea that I just pay, you know, I have to match your metav, and I, or, or go above it, and I could do the minimum above it if I have it, or do I really need to give from metav? Rosh records that this is a mahlok, and on the one hand, he records an opinion who says, you pay from Benonit, you pay from 25. The guy can't make the claim that you owe him 30. Fundamentally, the opinion of Rabbi Ishmael is, you go based on the guy who was damaged. The only reason why we're appealing to my $30 land over here is because I don't have $20 lands, and as a result, I'm paying 30. You have $25? You're paying back with the $25. Rosh, as Nathan said, says, what are you talking about? The dirasha, the reading of the pasuk says, metav, highest quality. You have 25, mabruk. It's not fair, you claim, because you only because the other person only owns 20. I'm sorry, in this situation where you don't have matching metav of his, you have to give from your metav, meaning the defense of the Torah for the damaged, the societal norm that they're building is the damaged always needs to be paid back with highest quality land. According to Rabbi Ishmael, sometimes based on his highest quality, sometimes in this funny situation based on my highest quality. Never anything other than that. It's mahlokit. There's two sevarot. He holds... He holds 30. He brings Hulkim who hold 25. He doesn't tell us Ritva. Ritva on one of Hakmet Sefarad writes that. According to the Bishmael, according to the Bishmael, the standard operation is I damaged your land, your highest quality is 20, I pay back with $20 lands. Standard. Even if I have 30, it goes by Nizak. 
only when I don't have the 20, I have higher or lower, that's when this question gets raised. That's what he's doing the Pasuk for. Okay, the Gemara now returns to the final statement of Rabbi Akiva. We quoted a Beraita. The Beraita recorded the Mahloka between Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Ishmael told us, Demenizak, you go based on Metav of Nizak, the highest quality land of the damage. Rabbi Akiva said, Oh, lo bahakatu vela ligbodli nezakin min ha'idit min ha'metav. Rabbi Akiva's words were, as we interpreted them, as we will, ultimately speaking, you pay back from the highest quality of the person who damaged. And then his final three words were, v'kalvahomer lehekdesh. And all the more so to sanctified. <coughs> hekdesh is something which is sanctified. What's he talking about? What do those words mean? What is he referring to? We've been talking about damage. I damaged your land, your land all these sorts of things. What is kalvahomer lehekdesh? It's almost he threw in those final three words. We didn't really know what those words meant. And at the time, you might recall, I said, Stay tuned. We don't know what his first words mean. Now we define his first words. This is what we're going to return to over here. Rashi, even earlier, when the, when the Beraita said, Rashi calmed us down. He says, We'll explain this later on. This is the Lekaman. Says the Gemara, quote, Rabbi Akiva Omer, Okay, that's the statement of Rabbi Akiva. The kalvahome lehekdesh. Underline those words. Highlight those. That's what we want to know. What do those words mean? My kalvahome lehekdesh. What did Rabbi Akiva mean? What was the intent of his words when he said, and all the more so, you pay back with highest quality to hekdesh. One more time, what is hekdesh? Hekdesh is when I, as a simple person, simple person we call hediot. I'm not a sanctified person. I strive to be, but ultimately speaking, I'm not God. I'm hediot. Hediot is anything but godly stuff. Hekdesh, Kodesh, is the opposite, or is the other extreme, not the opposite, is the other extreme. As a result, if I take my cup, if I take my animal, if I take my land, if I take my money, and I say, this is for the Mikdash, this should have sanctity, it achieves a certain sense, a certain uh, essence of sanctity, to the extent that you can't then use that in your own regular fashion. You could redeem it and then pay that money, but the item can't be used. If you use the item, you're liable for a korban called me'ilah, sinned. I mean, that's, you need to be careful with hekdesh. Once upon a time, this was something very, today, the closest we come to hekdesh is tzedakah. I give tzedakah, and maybe if I determine I'm going to give tzedakah, there's laws similar to hekdesh when I determined I was going to give hekdesh. We don't really deal with hekdesh. We don't have a mikdash any longer. Once upon a time, when you had a mikdash, these were very significant issues. If a person was doing well, if a person was looking to donate, if a person was uh, looking to grow in their connection, the same way, same types of situations where a person would maybe dedicate or donate to uh, a building fund of some sort today, that's when you used to do it. You used to give it to the mikdash. So as a result, this war, these words, words were significant, A, and B, they're very cryptic. What are you referring to? And all the more so for Hekdesh. Under what circumstances am I paying back Hekdesh or am I paying to Hekdesh? Says the Gemara, what do these words mean? My quote, Kalvahomel Hekdesh, Ilema, Ilema, if you'll say, maybe it means Denagah, Torah Didan, Le Torah de Hekdesh. Maybe the circumstances, Nagah, we know that word already, Ki Gah means gore. Torah, in Aramaic often, the task switches with the sheen. It means the shore, the ax, didan. Didan means ours. Dide means his. Didi means mine. That's the way you conjugate in Aramaic. Nun at the end is anan, is ours. Didan 
hours. Uh, uh, when you have like the word bere, the son of his son, that's yod he at the end. In Hebrew, you would put a vav. Oh, that was a conjugation. Maybe you'll say that our shor, meaning a hediot, a simple person like me, my ox gored Torah, the shor, the ox of hekdesh. Maybe that's what we're talking about. We're talking about a situation where, quite simply, kerin. Kerin means goring. There was an animal which was sanctified for the mikdash. It was being marched through the streets. It was in the street. Whatever the circumstance was, my ox saw it, got very angry at it, and gored it. Maybe that's the situation. What do I pay back to Hekdesh when I have to go to the what's called the Gizbar, the secretary of the Beta Mikdash, and pay him up? I have to pay back from my highest quality land. Maybe that's what it's a reference to. Pause for a second. Why are we only talking about oxen? Just a moment or two ago, everybody was engaged in a conversation about eating land. All of a sudden, we're talking about oxen. Now, the pasuk that we're about to deflect from happens to be talking about kerin as well. We're about to deflect and say, oh, it can't be because of an ox situation. We'll have to, in a moment, return to that question. Why the Gemara? And it won't even get into maybe shin and regal, the trampling or the eating of the land of Hekdesh. Why not? But hang tight with that question. Says the Gemara over here, my Maybe you'll say, It can't be. I'll tell you, that's not the halacha at all. The Pasuk in the Torah has the following words. Listen to the words again. If the animal of, the ox of a person, gores the ox of re'ehu. Re'ah, re'im ahuvim, we say in the Sheva Berachot at weddings. Re'ah means a friend. Re'ehu means of his friend. I have lots of friends, thankfully. Hekdesh will never be my friend. It just doesn't work that way. Hekdesh is Hekdesh. My friend, as many of you, I help all of you, right? So when the Torah says, it's coming to tell you, the only time you're going to be liable for kidding, for goring another person's animal is if it was a person. Not if it's Hekdesh, you're not going to be liable on the circumstances of Hekdesh. It's interesting. No, you're not going to have a liability in such a circumstance. That's an interesting point. The Torah is telling you, don't make such a kalvachome. But that being the case, I said, I can't be. That's what he was referring to. When Rabbi Akiva said, and kalvachome te hekdesh, you pay back with idit, or you pay back with the highest value land, it can't be when it's goring, because you don't pay back when it's goring at all. That's what we have right now in the Gemara. I return to the question, why is the Gemara only talking about Kerim? Why is it only talking about Goring? Why isn't the next stage in the Gemara, you know something? Shen or Regel, that Pasuk is talking about when it gores. Rashi and Tosafot both ask this question. Tosafot and Rashi's first answer suggests it's the same thing. The Torah says it in the context of goring. The Torah means it, extrapolate and understand that in all circumstances, if your animal, not you, your animal damages the property of Hekdesh, you are not liable. For one reason or another, it needs to be addressed, but that's the halakha. So the Gemara is only mentioning it as shor and shor of goring the animal because the pasuk in the Torah is referring to it as the rabbis understand it like that. Rashi's second answer is that you won't find a situation of liability when your animal eats the land or tramples the land of Hekdesh under any circumstance. Because when a land is sanctified, under most circumstances, it's given immediately to the Kohanim. In that situation, we'll call that Re'ehu. 
I'm just Kohanim are sanctified, but they're still my friends. So that in such a situation, I would be liable. So that wouldn't really be a hekdesh situation. Alternate, it's not. It's not a regular hekdesh. It's a. It's now a person. I I, I damaged a person's land. Um, even if it's given to hekdesh and not given to the Kohanim, it oftentimes, if not always, was redeemed immediately. So it means that hekdesh didn't really hold on to that land very long. What about before it was redeemed? That's when your animal went and trampled or ate from it. Says Rashi in such a circumstance, since the land is considered anything on the land, connected to the ground, you don't have a liability called me'ilah. If you ruin land, which is connected to the ground, something connected to the ground, there's no violation of me'ilah, stealing from hekdesh, and Rashi's understanding is in turn, you wouldn't have a chovah, an obligation of nizakim. Now, what's fundamentally important for us is we don't understand, all those details aside, what was Rabbi Akiva talking about? He had these funny words, it can't be a regular damage situation, that's what the Gemara says right now. Does he need to replace it? No. It's not his any longer. It's Hekdesh's. But if he was Makdish, provided that it wasn't his negligence, he's right. exempt. He, well, I'm calling it Hekdesh in some way. In some way. It would have to be redeemed and then could be eaten. But the redemption is obviously going to be cheaper because the animal's dead at this point. Why? Is his negligence responsible? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you sanctified it's your responsibility to get it there. All right, says the Gemara, Ela, rather, perhaps the case of Rabbi Akiva, when he said, had nothing to do with damages. He was in the midst of talking about damages. He said, you know, the Torah says when you damage another person's land, you have to pay from the highest value. By the way, you should know, you also have to pay from highest value land in another situation. Nothing to do with damage. We thought it had to do with damage. What's that situation? Hikdish. Standard hikdish. Ela, perhaps what Rabbi Akiva meant was le'omer to a person who quite simply says, I say, I am donating $100,000 to Beit Kabayit. Chalas, that's what I'm donating. And I'm going I'm to give it from my land. What quality land do I need to give it from? Again, I'm not giving more than $100,000. What quality? All I said was I'm donating $100,000 of land. What quality of land are you giving to it? That the gizbar, the secretary of the mikdash, would come to your land. He comes with the beitin. He evaluates your highest and lowest, medium value land. And he says, we're taking from the highest quality. I, say, I never intended that. I'm sorry. That's the way it works. Maybe that's what the words of Rabbi Akiva meant. So again, Rabbi Akiva says, listen, the Torah says... Uh, that you pay from Metav Sadeo. No, Rabbi Akiva says you pay from the highest quality land. Rabbi Akiva says that means mazik. And then he throws in at the end and he says, by the way, when it comes to Metav, you, you pay two hektesh from Metav as well. There's no mazik or nizak over here. There's no Rabbi Ishmael or Rabbi Akiva. There's only my land. It's a pledge. Says the Gemara, it's a nice suggestion, but it can't be. Lo ela ba'al hov ba'al hov says the Gemara, in a situation where you pledge, where you donated from your land, from your property and possessions to the Mikdash, why wouldn't it, and the answer is it would, what, but why wouldn't it be similar or identical to when I owe you money? You lent me money and I have to pay you back. That's what's called Baal Hob. The Halachan of Baal Hob situation is when I have to pay you back and you're taking from my land, you take from my medium-based land. You don't take from my highest quality land. One second. So as a result in Hekdesh, where I have a responsibility, so to speak, to pay back my pledge to Hekdesh, it won't be more than Benoni. 
value. I'm giving you value. So it matters very much. This is the comes. This right. So, so, so as as Judah explained to me as a, a finance person, he said this is this is very confusing for him. Kalva Homer for everyone else. The understanding seemingly is as as uh, as his father, as Jared tried to help us out with this, is as follows. The quality of land is very significant with regard to, or significant, maybe not very significant. I want the highest quality land. I know that if I have the highest quality land, I'll be able to make money off of that more, easier, easier. As Judah explained to me, it can't be that the lower quality land you can't sell, then it's not worth that at all. Absolutely, absolutely. But the Torah says there's a special circumstance called damages where you have to pay from highest quality. Now, as a result in this situation, one second, as a result in this situation of Baal Chov, when you're paying back a debt, you pay from medium quality land. Rashi quotes it from the Gemara Masechet Gitin. The truth is the Gemara Masechet Gitin says that Baal Chov, technically speaking, would even pay from lowest quality land. From the Torah, if you owe a person money, you can pay them back with lowest quality land. Gemara says, but you pay with Benonit, the rabbi said, but pay from your medium land, we're making that respect, because otherwise, no, because, because otherwise nobody will want to give you a loan. The only reason someone's going to want to give you a loan, I, I gave you, you $100,000 and now I'm getting it back in uh, Rotten Tomatoes, I know it's worth the same amount, but I don't really want that. I, I, you know, I wouldn't, I'm not going to go into loans any longer. The rabbi's bumped it up to Benonit. Either way it goes, Ziborit or ben, middle. Either way it goes, middle or bottom, at the end of the day, when it comes to paying back a hov, a debt, you don't pay from highest quality land. Says the Gemara, don't tell me that when it comes to Hekdesh, for some reason it's going to be different. It's a debt. As a result, says the Gemara, Vechitema, maybe Savar Biakiva, Koda Hovname Beidit, says the Gemara, maybe according to Biakiva, he disagrees with everything we just stated about a debtor. Uh, we said a debtor can only collect from medium and according to the Torah, lowest quality land. Maybe the Biakiva disagrees. Maybe his opinion is, when it comes to someone who has a debt, you owe me $100,000, I come and I collect, according to the Biakiva, go collect from highest quality land. Oh, okay, then it makes sense. Then he's saying that that's the same halakha by Hekdesh. It's three different things. Which is paying from the highest quality, but it's always 100 grand, you're paying the 100 in a situation of damages. Right, in a situation of damages, that's what we established. Highest quality, mazikon. Over here, we're not talking about damages any longer. Over here, we're talking about donation. I have a donation to the Mikdash. Listen, any time when you talk about a kitubah, any time you're dealing with situations of someone owing another person money or land, we always need to determine what quality land do they need to pay it back with. As a result, Mars, the question of the Gemara is, what did Rabbi Akiva mean when he said Hekdesh? Suggesting right now, it means when you said, I'm going to donate to Hekdesh, what do they get to take from? Or do they get to take from Edith? The Gemara is suggesting they get to take from your highest quality land. Says the Gemara, however, when it comes to a debtor, when it, if I lent you that money, I don't get to take from your highest quality land. So maybe according to Rabbi Akiva, you do. Says the Gemara, but then you wouldn't be able to, you couldn't make Make this kavahome, the kavahome of Biakiva wouldn't uh, add up. The reason it wouldn't add up is because you'd be porech, uh, you'd be asking on it. I'll read it inside in a moment, but I'll speak it to you outside right now. Let's understand this 
Here is a situation of a standard debtor. Uh, he, uh, he's going to collect from that guy $100,000. He gets to take from the highest quality land. Here is the secretary of Hekdesh coming to collect as well. You donated $100,000. We're saying, well, if this standard guy is collecting from highest quality land, certainly the secretary of Hekdesh, well, he's going to get less. So it's gonna, yeah, maybe he would. I'll tell you why. Pay attention. We have just... Five minutes ago, we gave more rights to the standard guy than to Hekdesh. Remember, we said, if your animal knocks out my animal, you have to pay. If your animal knocks out the animal of the secretary of Hekdesh, you don't pay. So that proves, for one reason or another, that Hekdesh doesn't have as many rights in terms of claiming high-quality land or claiming at all. But, but, okay, I hear you, but ultimately speaking, bottom line, you're giving logic to it. Bottom line is when it comes to Hekdesh, if they have less rights to the property of another, as a result, I'm not, I can't accept this Kalvahom of Rabbi Akiva. I can't be, that's what he meant. In the donation situation, where I'm paying, I gotta pay $100,000. What does the secretary come to collect from? We're suggesting maybe he meant he collects from highest quality land, just like if you owe me the money, I get to collect from your highest quality land. So you can't really compare those. You can't make a kava homer, because after all, if your animal gores mine, I come and I collect from you. If your animal gores hekdesh, you don't get to collect from that. Uh, they don't get to collect from you. It means, what's that? Well, then it's yeah, not Hekdesh any longer. Then it's, then it's the Kohen. You just said something different. You said first that this guy that borrows gets from the middle part of the land. And then just now you said he gets from the highest So the Gemara is right now saying maybe according to the Bi'akiva, maybe according to the Bi'akiva, contrary to what I said earlier, maybe he believes you get to take from the highest quality. So as Gemara, even if that's so, you can't apply that to Hekdesh because when a debtor is a regular guy, what we call Hediot, he has more rights. So as Gemara, Ikala Mifrach, Ma Leba'al Chov, Sheken Yafeh Koho Benezakin. Those words are what I just described. Yafeh Koho, his strength is greater when it comes to damage, which means to say he has more claims on your property when you owe it to him. For example, in a situation of damage, Tomar Behekdesh, Ura, you can't make the claim kavahomer all the more so to hekdesh. Clearly, hekdesh doesn't have those same rights. Therefore, says the Gemara leolam denagach Torah didan leTorah dehekdesh. Wow! Says the Gemara, we're going to turn it back to what we suggested earlier, and somehow tweak it. When Rabbi Akiva's statement was, again, those three mysterious words, what he was referring to was not donation, I'll give you $100,000 hekdesh, it was rather my animal gored the animal of hekdesh. But I thought you told me in such a situation I'm not liable to anything. Forget about paying highest quality land. Oh, that's where the Gemara is going to say. Apparently, Rabbi Akiva has a different version of all this, to all this. Apparently, according to Rabbi Akiva, even though the Pasuk seemed to have read quite simply, Ki gof ish shor et shor We said, when my animal gores my friend's animal, so friend's animal and not Hekdesh's animal, somehow Rabbi Akiva, following in the line of logic from Rabbi Shimon ben Menasya, will read that Pasuk differently, an issue that we'll address on Monday. Baruch Amen ve'amen